Leviticus is a wonderful book. We should love the book of Leviticus for a number of reasons. Did you know that Leviticus contains more of the words of God than any other book of the Bible? More of the Lord speaking than in any other book of the Bible. More of his words. Time and time again, the Lord spoke to Moses and he said more of his words than any of the other 65 books. Do you know that the Lord Jesus used and quoted Leviticus? You ever heard people say, love thy neighbor? Comes from Leviticus. Other occasions in the Sermon on the Mount, the Saviour referred back to the book of Leviticus. Do you know there are 66 references to blood in the book of Leviticus? 66. We love the blood, don't we? My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. We love to sing and to meditate upon the precious blood of the Lamb. Leviticus is a book of blood. It's full of the blood. And of course, the Apostle Paul said that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. So all Scripture, so that must include the book of Leviticus. Okay? So this is a good book to turn to, folks. A good book to study. So we're going to read from chapter 6 tonight. I want us to begin at verse 8, please. Leviticus chapter 6 and verse 8. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Command Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the law of the burnt offering. It is the burnt offering because of the burning upon the altar all night unto the morning. And the fire of the altar shall be burning in it. And the priest shall put on his linen garment, and his linen breeches shall he put upon his flesh, and take up the ashes which the fire hath hath consumed with the burnt offering on the altar, and he shall put them beside the altar. And he shall put off his garments, and put on other garments, and carry forth the ashes without the camp unto a clean place." And the fire upon the altar shall be burning in it. It shall not be put out. And the priest shall burn wood on it every morning. And lay the burnt offering in order upon it. And he shall burn thereon the fat of the peace offerings. The fire shall ever be burning upon the altar. It shall never go out. Amen. Just a short word of prayer, folks. And then we'll leave some thoughts with you tonight. So let's pray. Now, our dear Father, we pray for your touch upon any of your children here tonight who just, Lord, are are a wee bit under the weather. And we pray even now you'll touch the body, O Lord. We thank you that, Lord Jesus, your uh, ancient power is still the same. And uh, we just look to you, Lord, to touch your children tonight. We thank you that you care about our bodies Yes, Lord, you care about our souls above all, but we do believe with all our hearts that you you do care for the body. 
And we, we, we know that you're able to touch your children tonight, even in this little hall. So we're praying, Father, that you'd bless your people. Now, as we have read your word, we just want to pray, Lord, that you'll help us as we seek to study it for a short time, as we meditate upon it. We're, we're depending on the Holy Spirit. We're not depending on uh, man tonight, Lord, but on your Spirit. And we pray that he will just lead us and guide us as we meander through these lovely words that we have read tonight from the book of Leviticus. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> in this passage we have read, we have the Lord instructing the priests about the burnt offering. The priests, the, the, the uh, Jewish priests in the Old Testament the priests who worked in the tabernacle, they were employed every day in the tabernacle. And so here in Leviticus chapter 6, verses 8 to 13, in this passage we have just read, we have instructions from the Lord for the priests as to how the burnt offering is to be offered and the details surrounding it. And how it's to be presented on the altar and every detail to do with the burnt offering. There are, of course, five offerings in Judaism. You've got the burnt offering that we've read about tonight. But you've also got the sin offering, the peace offering, the meal offering, and then the trespass offering. Five offerings that would make atonement for the people. Or cover their sins in Old Testament days. Five sacrifices. Isn't it wonderful folks tonight to know that all we need is one sacrifice. All we need is one offering. The sacrifice of the Lord Jesus. The offering of the Lord Jesus. And if you want to read more about that you read the book of Hebrews. Because there's some wonderful passages in Hebrews that uh, remind us that Christ offered one sacrifice for sins forever. But let's get back to the burnt offering and the passage we have read tonight. Really, to sum it up, what the Lord was saying to these priests here, uh, if I can just make it really simple, here it is. Don't let the fire go out. Don't let the fire go out. The fire on the brazen altar. It was the first item of furniture that a person met when they walked into the court of the tabernacle. The brazen altar or the brass altar. It was the altar where the animals were brought and where the animals were sacrificed and the blood flowed and the blood was shed and it was there at the altar that atonement was made. And of course whenever the, the animal was slain, uh, the carcass, the remains were placed on the altar and the fire beneath the altar would consume the sacrifice. And you'll notice in verse 12, if you look at, again at Leviticus chapter 6 and verse 12, notice please what it says. And the fire upon the altar shall be burning in it, it shall not be put out. 
In other words, the Lord is saying, don't ever even dream of putting out the fire. The Lord is saying to the priests, never ever extinguish the fire on the brazen altar. And then look at verse 13. The next verse. The fire shall ever be burning upon the altar. It shall never go out. Don't know whether you've ever seen those wee uh, candles that they put on birthday cakes. I don't know whether it's ever happened to you. And, uh, well, if they put candles on my birthday cake, they, they would need a right few. And... Um, but there's candles you can get nowadays that when you blow them out, they, come, they light up again. Candles that never go out. Here's a fire that never went out. A fire that was of great importance. Because if this fire goes out in the tabernacle, then there's no sacrifices And if there's no sacrifices, then there's no forgiveness. So it was incredibly important that this fire was always burning. Don't let the fire go out. That's the message to the priests from the Lord here in Leviticus chapter 6. Folks, I have a wee message for you tonight from the Lord. And it's this. Don't let the fire of prayer Go out. Do you get? Did, did, did you hear me? Do you get it? Don't let the fire of prayer go out. See, tomorrow night you've heard our sister announce the time of prayer. You be here to keep the fire burning if you can. I know it's not always possible, and I tell our folks in new buildings, I don't expect you to be at the prayer meeting every week. I know there's times you'll not be able to make it. But I'd be worried if you were never at it. So you come tomorrow night if you can. And help to keep the fire of prayer burning. We're living in awful days. We need to be praying. The devil's, he's never been busier. He's working overtime. And half the church in Ulster is asleep. Boy, the devil has them rocked to sleep. Dynamite wouldn't waken them. The church needs to be wide awake. And it's in the place of prayer that you be wide awake. And you're able to fight against the works of the enemy. And the the powers of hell that that are flat out. Seeking to turn little Ulster into a pagan country. In the south of Ireland too, in this island, the devil wants to to snuff out and to extinguish every spark of the gospel. We're living in awful days. I mean, you probably heard about the nurse up in Belfast who got the honour, the old OBE at the start of the year, for murdering 1,200 babies. Her clinic in Belfast was responsible for the death of 1,200 unborn babies. And yet she gets a New Year's honour. You see, folks, everything's inverted today. 
What I mean by that is everything is back to front and the wrong way round. And evil's good and good's evil. And I don't really blame the world and the unconverted. I blame the church. The Christians who are half asleep when we ought to be wide awake. Well, when you get near the fire of prayer, that'll waken you up. It always does. So you come tomorrow night if you can. I can't promise I'll be here. But if you can be here, you, you, you come. The devil will do his best to put the fire of prayer out in this hall, in new buildings, and in our own personal lives, the quiet time at home. And it's becoming increasingly uh, harder and more difficult to get quiet time because the world is becoming noisier as every day goes by. And there's that many gadgets today and devices that you can hardly get a quiet uh, moment. But, but by the grace of God, you can uh, at times get, get, get a quiet corner. And when you do and you have your quiet time, spend time in prayer with the Lord. I said to our folks this morning in our prayer meeting that prayer is like fresh air for your soul. Fresh air for your soul. You know how important fresh air is for the body? We don't get half enough of it, folks. Uh, one of my brothers, uh, I've got, I've got um, five brothers, but one of them, he went to the doctor there some time ago, and the doctor said to Merrick, you know, there's a lot of people come into the surgery, and they don't need medication. They don't need tablets. In fact, all they need is to go for a good long walk, and that would cure a lot of problems. Fresh air. The good Lord has put a lot of it on this planet, the oxygen. But prayer is oxygen for the soul. But the devil wants to deprive us of it, whether it's in private or in public. He wants to put out the fire. But my message to you good folks tonight is keep the fire burning here, the fire of prayer. Keep the fire burning in your own life in private prayer. It's not easy. You'll find when you get down to pray that the devil will come against you. All the powers of hell will come against you. At least that's what I find. It's not easy. It's a battle. But hallelujah, the Spirit of God is mightier than the devil and all his hosts. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And I want to say, folks, that the Lord hears your groanings. The groanings of the heart, oh, that's nearly the best kind of prayer of all. There's times, you know, when the devil is, is resisting you in prayer and, you know, about all you can do is groan to the Lord. You ever experience that? Ah, the Lord loves to hear the groans of his people. And that keeps the fire of prayer burning. Pilgrim's Progress is the second most published book after the Bible. In John Bunyan's great book, there's the house of the interpreter. 
Christian arrives at the house of the interpreter and the interpreter has a number of different uh, rooms in the house and there's lessons uh, for, for Christian to learn. And so the interpreter takes Christian into the different rooms in the house and he shows him illustrations and uh, things that help Christian to learn lessons, important lessons for the Christian uh, path, for the narrow way. One of the lessons that Christian is shown at the house of the interpreter is the fire on the wall. The fire on the wall. You see, there's a wall and there's a fire burning at the wall. And then you have this character who, who's throwing water on the fire. He's trying to put out the fire. And that's the devil. And the devil's always standing with his bucket of cold water trying to, to put out the fire of prayer in our lives. In your life and in my life. But Christian was puzzled because the fire in, in the house of the interpreter didn't go out. No matter, how much fire, no matter how much water the devil threw on the fire, it kept burning. And the reason for it was that on the other side of the wall, there was another man, the man Christ Jesus. And he was pouring oil on the fire. Pouring the oil of his grace on the fire. Do you know, I believe that's what the Lord Jesus does for us today. This is part of his present ministry for his people. He's pouring the oil of his grace upon our lives so that the fire of prayer will keep burning. If it wasn't for him pouring the oil of grace into our lives day by day, then we'd never bother going to a prayer meeting. We'd never bother having a, a quiet time. We just wouldn't pray. But he's always there and he's pouring the oil of his grace into our lives, our wonderful Savior. And the fire doesn't go out. And you see, that's what, that's what Leviticus is referring to here when it says the fire upon the altar shall be burning in it. It shall not be put out. And then verse 13 the fire shall ever be burning upon the altar. It shall never go out. You see, this is an encouragement for us tonight. That even though the devil tries to put out the fire of prayer in our lives, he won't succeed. He won't be able to do it because the Lord Jesus Christ won't allow him to succeed. He won't allow him to put out the fire. Prayer is always being offered up. The fire of prayer is always burning. And you know the wonderful truth is that right up until the time that Jesus comes again, there will always be the fire of prayer upon planet earth. Somewhere you'll find a Christian crying out to God in, in the quiet time, in the quiet place. People have different places to have their quiet time. You don't have to be on your knees at home in, in a room at home. Now maybe that is where you have your quiet time and that's good. But some people maybe have their quiet time in the car. Maybe there's others have their quiet time sitting on the tractor. Maybe other, somebody else has their quiet time out for a walk or wherever. 
I heard of one lady, one uh, mother, and uh, whenever she got the, the children out to school, then she, that's when she had her quiet time. When the pandemonium of the morning was over, that's when she was able just to be still before the Lord and to hear his voice and to hear his whisper. But wherever you have the quiet time, isn't it good to keep the fire of prayer burning? And there will always be believers who are praying in private. And there will always be believers who are meeting like you good folk will be meeting tomorrow night for prayer. And there will always be groups of Christians, some big groups and some small groups. But the, the, the numbers don't matter. doesn't matter how many people are at the prayer meeting. That's, that, that's not the, the be all and the end all. It's just the fact that there is a prayer meeting. And it's just wonderful to know that right up until the time of the second coming, that the fire upon the altar of prayer will always be burning. As o'er each continent and island, the dawn leads on another day. The voice of prayer is never silent, nor dies the strain of praise away.